Hello, friends, and welcome to the Ed3 podcast, where we believe that education can be more affordable, have better access, and be better accredited with the use of Web3 technology. I'm so excited to record today from alongside the shores of Lake Superior in beautiful Duluth, Minnesota. One thing that I've been listening to over and over the past days and weeks and months is what is Web3 for? What are the use cases? There's so many questions about what Web3 is that today I wanted to record a recent article that I wrote called The Education Evolution from Ed1 to Ed3, where we talk about what Ed3 is and how you can get involved. So I'm excited to read this one to you. Of course, you can read this entire essay and every essay at ed3.gg. Would love for you to subscribe there as well as subscribe on your favorite podcast player for ideas like this, as well as interviews with the builders of the Ed3 movement. So let's get started with today's episode, The Education Evolution from Ed1 to Ed3. The internet personalized the world we live in, and education is going through the same evolution with Ed3. The internet revolution is underestimated. Just a few short years ago, we watched the same television show at the same time. Remember that? We read the same magazines. The websites we visited were the same for everyone. But the internet changed everything by personalizing the world we live in. We can discover and watch niche television shows on demand. We can curate our own, quote, magazines with the authors and sources we like. Every Facebook feed and Amazon homepage is unique to every single user. The internet revolutionized what we will read, watch, think, and share. And now it is revolutionizing education. In many ways, education is similar to the pre-internet world. We go to a school and take the classes that are offered when they are offered. We learn from the instructors employed by the institutions we attend. We credential academic experiences while ignoring learning from outside the classroom. And the culmination of this pre-internet mindset is that we think of education as something we do when we're young instead of a lifelong activity. The internet has evolved, and today, education is joining this evolution. The internet evolution, web one to web three. The internet has gone through four distinct evolutions, resulting in the personalization of our online experiences. It begins with internet. The journey begins with the creation of the wires that created networks of computers. These connected machines were the internet, but there wasn't really much to do on the internet. Web 1, read. Web 1 was the creation of the World Wide Web, where we could read information. A newspaper article could be read online. A stock ticker could be viewed. We could even start to send emails, often the length of an old school letter. Web 2, read and write. Web 2 was the ability to write and share our own ideas. Suddenly, we could post on social media sites and have our ideas shared with the world. This information was most often sent to a centralized company who technically owned the information and would use it to sell ads. Web3, read, write, and own. Web3 is the new era of the World Wide Web where users can own their information and use it to collaborate with others. An intermediary is not needed to guarantee trust thanks to blockchain technologies. When we use our digital wallet, we enjoy personalized experiences from personalized websites to access to communities to tickets to in-person events. As Packy McCormick of Not Boring says, quote, Web3 is the internet owned by the builders and users, orchestrated with tokens, unquote. The internet has moved into the new personalized era of Web3. Education is not far behind. We are now entering the world of Ed3. The education evolution, Ed1 to Ed3. Education is going through a similar evolution as the internet. 
and I put a little tweet you can read in there of me kind of sharing Learn, Teach, Own as Ed3. So let's go through Learn, Teach, and Own, Ed1, Ed2, Ed3. So Ed1 is Learn. The Ed1 model is the one that we're most familiar with. We learn information in a specific time and place, usually from a professional instructor. This is the teacher in the classroom or on a live Zoom call that's common in K-12 and higher education. One learning experience is, is one learning experience is created for everyone with natural limits on the scale of the classroom. Often the same instructor teaches multiple topics, even if they're outside their core expertise. These experiences are created based on prescriptive paths and most often credentialed by the institutions that deliver the learning and employ the instructor. Ed 2, teach. Ed 2 democratizes teaching and distributes learning. In Ed 2, anyone can be a teacher. You can upload a lesson to Skillshare or YouTube on any topic that you are passionate about. Learning is freed from time and place, and it's distributed globally. We can log into sites like Coursera or edX based on our schedule from anywhere in the world. We can move through courses at our own speed and combine learning experiences that interest us. The Ed2 learning experiences are centralized on a platform, often academic in nature and sometimes credentialed by the platform. These credentials can occasionally be transferred to an educational institution for credit, but it has to fit into the prescribed paths from the Ed1 world. Ed3, own. Ed3 unlocks ownership and personalization. Let's talk ownership first. In the Ed3 world, students have a digital wallet or backpack where they can store their experiences. These could be learning experiences from the classroom as well as learning experiences outside the classroom like jobs, internships, projects, co-curricular activities, and more. Because students can validate and demonstrate the knowledge from these experiences, an intermediary, such as a registrar, is not needed to stamp the credential. This trustless collaboration means any learning experience can be added to the backpack and shared when the student wants to share it. In this way, the student owns their credential and controls access to it. No fees or calls to an institution are required. Then let's talk personalization. Ed3 becomes even more powerful as we think about education as a lifelong activity. Students continually pursue topics that interest them, building a living portfolio that they control. This portfolio can be used to unlock personalized experiences and opportunities. For example, if a student developed leadership as an Eagle Scout, they could join a national club or attend a conference. If a student attended a few semesters of college, they could show employers their progress and what they learned so they'd earn more than an employee without any education. If a student demonstrated coding skills, they could jump straight to the graduate level computer science class, creating their own major or apply for a job at a tech company. If an alumni showed that they graduated from a specific institution, they might receive tickets to a homecoming football game or an invitation to the alumni trip to Europe. In short, Ed3 is tech-enabled personalized learning. The growing Ed3 movement. I first started to explore Ed3 in From Web3 to Ed3, an article that I linked to at uh, this article, which is at ed3.gg. At the time, I thought I had invented the term Ed3, which was Web3 plus education, so of course, Ed3, right? I knew I wanted to focus on the topic, so I even named my business after it, my blog after it, and my newsletter, which I hope you subscribe to at digest.ed3.gg. I then discovered an entire ecosystem working on the opportunity. Dr. Jeff Borden called it Education 3.0, the learning economy referred to it as the internet of education. A shared vision and set of protocols were being developed and discussed by distributed groups like Ed 3.0 and Ed 3 DAO, as well as more formalized organizations like WC3, IEEE, and more. As the Brookings Institute noted in their recent white paper, additional participants include higher education, private, and for-profit organizations. 
And I include a, a graphic in the blog post that shows all these different uh, organizations that are being involved all across the Ed3 space, which you can go look at at ed3.gg. It's clear from all these efforts that the Ed3 movement is growing. The Ed3 adoption curve. Ed3 is already impacting education. The green shoots of this new era are present. And thanks to its ethos of composability, where projects can be reused, remixed, and repurposed, the speed at which Ed3 is adopted will be exponentially greater than the shift from Ed1 to Ed2. Currently, as this Brookings Institute image shows, innovation is occurring in low-intensity, short experience that are job-specific. And again, a graphic from that Brookings Institute article that shows that you know, the jobs that are using these short experiences are typically like the easy, specific, short things, like a one-hour training. As we get more intense, like PhD, you know, we're not using that. From the hiring side, decentralized autonomous organizations, or DAOs, are already hiring employees based on their verified activity on the blockchain, basically their Ed3 credential. DWORK is a great example aggregating bounties or job opportunities that anyone with verified experience could apply for. Expect Web3 native organizations and companies to be the first domino in the Ed3 adoption, followed by companies in competitive talent markets like tech companies. As these industries normalize Ed3 credentials, other industries will follow suit. How to get started with Ed3. Sustaining the momentum of Ed3 will require builders from all backgrounds. Ed3 needs to be built in an inclusive way. As it truly globalizes learning, a global perspective will help create the best version of Ed3. So that's where you come in as the listener. There are a few ways to get started with the Ed3 movement following the stages of education's evolution. Learn. Learn more about Web3, the foundations for Ed3, within the Web3 Startup Pack created by CCS, the original education DAO. Join the Ed3 DAO. This organization built by educators for educators is working to onboard the first million educators to Web3. Teach. Attend an Ed3.0 meeting to add your perspectives on the protocols and communities needed to build the movement. Use our crypto curriculum from ed3.gg to teach your students about Web3. Create articles or videos on your Ed3 experiments and share articles like this with your network to help reach more people. Tag me on Twitter so I can amplify those. And own. Create a digital wallet using a tool like MetaMask so you can learn about the future of personalized learning and credentialing. Visit Rabbit Hole to learn Web3 skills and build your Ed3 credential. A personalized education for all. Ed3 will promote education as a lifelong activity, as customized to you as your Facebook feed or Netflix homepage. Your personalized learning path will uncover professional opportunities and new interests you may want to pursue. Ed3 can truly change how you interact with both the physical and the virtual world. Ed3 is tech-enabled, personalized learning. It's the next evolution of education. I hope you'll join me and continue to explore what is possible in this personalized world. Thank you so much for joining me today from the shores of Lake Superior reading this week's article, The Education Evolution from Ed1 to Ed3. You can subscribe at digest.ed3.gg to continue to get more ideas like this and to learn how to get involved. You can read all of the links, find sources from everything I read at ed3.gg. Just click on blog and find The Education Evolution. We'll see you soon in the metaverse. I hope you'll join the Ed3 movement and help us build the future of education.